Welcome back to the Whole Home Podcast. This is my special episode. I'm here with my very special guest. Surprise, who are you? <laughs> I'm so special. <laughs> I wish I was special. Okay, so Sorry. this is an unscripted episode, but I hope that you continue to listen. I'm your husband, by the way. My name is Ryan. I was on the first episode. Yes. And so what are we calling this? We're calling this... Um, um, mid-season almost encouragement yes mid-season mid-season we're just we just wanted to chat in in uh and have an encouraging time yes yeah well, why not why not and yeah i just thought you know we're almost halfway there and that maybe we should do a check-in assessment answer some questions do some testimony and because um, you've gotten incredible feedback and a lot of a lot of questions, and then people want you to be on the the podcast oh and maybe down goodness. the road, yes, so that'll many, happen. Yes. So this is you kind of like taking in. Uh, this is you like loving loving all the folks that keep asking a lot of questions and saying, "Well, let's just do a little check in." Since you're not going to do it, you never did this for yourself. Like it was never like no. to to be interviewed, but you're willing to do it down the road. So this is sort of like in lieu of that. Yeah. So, so I, I had to sub in. Just so everyone knows, I will not be in this season. Uh, the ladies have already been chosen, but who knows what the future holds after that. Next season. <laughs> okay. So, so the thing, I have to say this, Laura, you're not used to me tired. Oh yeah, we're in so a tired. podcast format because if you've listened to, well, I will possibly say goofy things. So everybody listening, it's not her fault. <laughs> yeah. And we both have coffee in our hands. Yes. But anyway, so I guess let's just get to it. So one of the things that people, I'm not saying people as if it's a ton of people, but a few people have asked me. So I'm guessing, <laughs> <Like> three. <laughs> so so I'm guessing maybe been, others are who wondering. Who is this incarnacion? I guess other people are wondering maybe the same thing. If I kind of answered this on the first episode and there's still maybe a little bit more of a story there that isn't fully shared, but mm -hmm. the question kind of was like, wait, so you didn't want to do a podcast or like, how did you actually end up doing this again? And um, so I officially launched Whole Home Podcast in February. Mm -hmm. It was our first episode. Crazy. But the first time, which again, I said on the first episode that Ryan mentioned the possibility to me, that was definitely over a year ago. Like, oh yeah, almost two years like ago. Like a while ago. But so that was the sort of the inception of the podcast idea. But as far as like before that, I've sort of had, I don't know, just kind of a stirring for something far, far earlier than that. But I just didn't you know, like clamp down on the podcast idea till Ryan mm -hmm. kind of just said, well, what about this after, you know, listening to me or whatever after all this time? So could I give a testimony about you? on this uh yeah unscripted so, unscripted yeah. so so i'm just gonna embarrass laura but so yeah the thing that that i know about you is that two things one is this is long i've known we've known each other for like 21 years yeah and been married 17 and you typically were not someone that ever wanted to talk in front of anyone no. ever so laura used to um this is testimony so we're talking about where she started so we can see where, where you're at. But like you used to be the kind of person that would hold my hand and hide behind me and blush. And like you would be so shy, so bashful. So like I would talk to you privately and say, wow, you're, you're great. And um, so God's done a lot of work in you to ever bring you to the place where you feel remotely confident in the Lord, not yourself. Your right. confidence is in the Lord. So you do things where you're like, I trust Jesus and I'll step forward. But it's been like a growth over so it's literally like grow your plants. You've been growing over 20 something years. And so I always laugh because people think that you're like this like face value person that, and it's like, in, in a sense, in Christ you are. Sure, maybe. But, <laughs> but it, there, it's not natural to like your, it, it wasn't like, oh, this is just who you are and you just always kind of been this way. It's like, oh my gosh, like God is like grown you in this, I keep saying like the mustard seed way. Yeah. Incrementally through obedience and hard work and repentance and submission and trust. And uh, so by the time you, so that's one thing. So one thing is like, there's a point, I don't think people can imagine where you, you'd be terrified to say anything, like even in a community group, like yeah. pre-remnant, like 
it took you a lot to to trust the Lord and just step forward. And um, the other thing to say is that uh, I don't know for like ten years you would get up at night and write ideas down for like I mean you could say like for like if if you were going to do a conference or a or or a, a writing about something like you've you've had these flash moments where the Spirit Holy Spirit moves you where you, you're like I just you just get up and write and so like a lot of your God's stirrings in you has been over long over a decade. So then it's me listening to you and us sharing, you know, committed members of our church submitted to just the general will of God in our church and our uh, pastors and our communities and our neighbors, like all the things that the scriptures lay out and along the way um, kind of fumbling through, you know, and then you coming to a place where it was like the medium, me saying to you, like the medium, that is best suitable possibly for some of the things that you feel like God's put on your heart is a podcast. And, um, but you had to like fight that fair to say like a little bit. Well, when you first mentioned it, as everyone knows, I said no way. And it went to yielding, but that wasn't the first time in my life where I've had an experience like that Mm -hmm. with the Lord, um, where I had thought for so long one way and was dead set in my mind about something and then when the very moment when God said so and something was made clear, all I could do was kind of like just submit and say, your will, not mine. And the um, it sounds silly to say because it's, you know, just a podcast, but um, had that same experience when you mentioned it. And I was like, no way to, okay, I have to actually consider this and to consider what's best and so, I don't know, and I, I just wanted to say that I still feel strangely neutral. I don't know a better word. That's the only word that comes to mind. But about doing the podcast, I, um, I in a lot of ways, I do it out of obedience. So you're not a podcaster. No. It, well, you I, are now, I, but I you're am. not like, oh, gosh, I got to do a pod- I mean. Yeah, I don't self-identify yeah. as it. In a way, I, I really feel so communal about it. You know, because who I'm talking to is talking just as much as or more than I even yeah, am sure. on the podcast. And I'm just, you know, I don't know. I just have the equipment and turning it on and all that sort of stuff. But um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily feel like natural about it or ready for each episode. So you care, but you're not you're saying you're saying you care, but you're not like you're not like, oh, I got to I don't know. Like, um Yes, I care. You care, but it, the neutrality is to say that you're not, because um, we've had these conversations. So I, I'm just laughing because I'm like, I know that you're like, you're, you're. I've seen you have be terrified. I've seen you like. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so, <laughs> but um, but uh, so everyone's kind of a surprise for you, along with everyone else. Yeah, totally. It was just the best because you're like, whoa, and then you know, like you put in a lot of hours editing and I am like, holy smokes. I didn't realize I should have known better that I was like, oh yeah, Laura's not going to do it the way Gareth and I do it. She's actually going to really edit. Yeah. On your podcast, you're like, oh, we finished talking. Good to go. Upload. (laughs) No, I can't do that. So yes, I put in a lot of hours, a lot of hours behind the scenes. Um, But so I, I really do see that as like you being a servant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's, it, you care, but it, you're not like, I always dreamed of doing something big for the Lord. You're not, you've never been that kind of person. Like, you, you know, like, so I'm just laughing because it's like, it's, it is funny that you're doing something that yeah. has, um, I don't know if funny is the right word. Um, <laughs> I delight in the fact that it was, I don't want to say I was right, but that I was right, <laughs> that I was right, that the Lord would use you to do this yeah. and it would be a blessing. But I think because of your humility towards it, it, it is a blessing because you're not, it's not self-serving. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's encouraging because I think all of us need, need to see how the Lord wants to, you know, I always say like, you know, just bring your lunchbox, show up and he'll show out. Yeah. So like, as he's working on you, he'll work through you. And so if you show up with the little bit that you got, he just does crazy stuff. And if it's like in the vein of something like testimony and a prayer and a desire to see brothers and sisters united and in, in, in the case of, uh, this podcast, your vision was to see sisters encouraged and united in Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, how is he not going to bless that? You you don't have to be awesome for him to be awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I really... I do think you're awesome, though. I really appreciate everyone's um, graciousness as I 
fumble and figure this out, but I, I feel led to do it. Um, I'm able to do it. I wasn't necessarily able before. I had to learn a lot of things. Um, yeah, I feel convicted now because <laughs> you've learned how to use editing software. And now I'm like, I have no excuse for a couple of things that I have to get done and learn. Yeah. And I feel so convicted now because I'm like, gosh, Laura learned that way faster than I thought. Yeah, that was one of my big hangups. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, I'm just asking the Lord to supply you know, what is needed. And one of my favorite things that has come out of this is now I feel like the podcast has become a plausibility factor for other women, other sisters in remnant church of like, like maybe I could do that thing. And I've actually had ladies testify and tell me, you know, I've written that song. I've um, started that book. I've gone out and, you know, done something new or um, I had that conversation or, you know, so many different things. And, um, yeah, so I just think the plausibility factor, you always say something like you can't choose what you haven't seen. And mm-hmm. when we start to see each other moving, like mm-hmm. you're creating this energy, it's like, oh, yeah, we're we're doing this. Like we're moving together. Let's keep moving. Let's keep let's keep building God's kingdom. Um, let's actually not watch someone else do it. Let's get up and you know, lay the bricks or whatever it is. Um, yeah, the, the Lord, the Lord, the Holy Spirit is like, hey, wake up and trust, you know, trust, uh, obey, listen, you know, like the sermon that Pastor Brian preached for member meeting on the Holy Spirit. Um, so Jesus is Lord and, and we got a great chance to operate in his will and see his power enable us to do the things that he says we can do in him, mm-hmm. not for our glory, but for his. Yeah. And so like when the church... The church has everything they need for life and godliness and uh, through the very precious promises of God. And he calls us to supplement our faith with, you know, um, gosh, now I'm forgetting the full verse, but for in uh, supplement our faith, which is like a way of saying, work it out, practice yeah. it. like you see in first John. And so to practice it means that we're not like perfect at it. Mm-hmm. But what's beautiful is the Holy Spirit shows up in power to allow us to do the things that the Lord actually wants us to do and has that fit into his will, you know, seeking to, to build up the church. And so I think small efforts like a podcast to build up the church in some small way is a, is a testimony of, and then like this thing is a testimony of the fact that Jesus is Lord and at work in the lives of so many people. And we, if we don't testify to it, we won't be encouraged by how much God really is empowering his church. Like he will build his church. Like the gates of hell will not prevail. His church will go forward. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we're at a, a special point where I think we're really seeing, you know, was it 14 years or 13 years at Remnant, uh, things really like impregnated with what feels like a next stage for even our church life mm-hmm. and our church family and incredible victories and testimonies in the Lord working in like all the nooks and crannies of our lives, the things that we think are small that the Lord actually cares about. Yeah. So without testimony, then we we can't know that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel just as much, um, like I said, as a part of this as anyone else listening in a way. My favorite is when you come upstairs and you go, Ryan, you will (laughs) not believe what so-and-so said. It was so encouraging. And like, it's always cool because we're upstairs waiting like at night. Oh, you and the kids? (laughs) Kids upstairs. So we have to stay way upstairs to make sure there's not a lot of like goofy noises on the floor, on the ceiling because you're down in the basement. Yeah, they can't flush toilets, turn off all the air conditioning, all this stuff. Every time you have some wow moment in your mind with every guest so far of like, you're like, whoa, this happened and this is so cool. And um, so like, it's really true. Like you really are like, or I marvel at how their story, I'm like, did they realize how the beginning of their story wove together with what God's doing in their life now? I'm just literally blown mm-hmm. away. And so, yeah, I'm growing here too because one of my biggest struggles is control. And this is very much, yeah, like I said before, like a submitted thing. I can write my notes. I, I have to have some some ideas of where I want to go with the with what I'm going to say ahead of time. But ultimately, uh, like I said, I, it's not under my control. Like, yeah. So I'm learning too. <laughs> but yeah, but God, God does show up. There's definitely been times I'm like, I don't want to do this or I'm tired or gosh, this is a lot of work um, already. And I'm only 12 ladies in now, um, I think. But I don't want to stop. I want to get 
get to you all. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, having done a podcast and I've told you this, it's like, there's no thing, even if you're like passionate, like, so like, you know, I've always wanted to be a painter and I'm a, you know, it's one of the things I get to do and, and I've wanted to do that my whole life and there's still days where I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if you're like that person where you're like, oh, I do it exactly what I love. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to do it all the time. Right. You can say, I love the Lord Jesus. And there's days where your heart is far from him, and you're like, I don't follow him today. Yeah. You know, just it's, so it's like for lesser things than the Lord Jesus, we're going to find ourselves being like, and then, you know, and then, and then sometimes you show up and then he shows up in a way he shows out and you're like, you're so good, Lord. Like you yeah. carried me along and didn't even need me. And so you really just gave me a front row to who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Which is the coolest thing to me always is the front row. And the little goofy thing I always say is you don't get the benefits of looking back on what the Lord has done in your life unless you go forward in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if you go forward hopeful and trusting in him, uh, the view looking back is always stupendous because yeah. he works a straight path through what feels like a zigzag going forward. So you look back yeah. and it's a straight path, but but going forward it feels like a zigzag because you're not in control. Mm-hmm. But you are in relationship to him and if you're we're walking day in and day out just in simple obedience to and trust for what he's put in front of us for that day, we get the 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 miracle of looking back and seeing his his loving providential care, sovereignty, his will and the multitudes that are all together affected as one body uh, through his work in us as yeah. persons, as individuals. But, you know, and building up the, the marrow and the ligaments of the body that is like with us, our church remnant. And um, so if you don't go forward, you don't get to low back. I guess it's like a push against like being lukewarm and just kind of being sidelined. It's like, just follow him, limp along, follow him, <laughs> just try. Just, I dare you to try to trust him. Yeah. Just, I dare you to trust him, you know, which I think yeah. you've done. Well, something that I wanted to bring up is a couple of thoughtful concerns that I've heard from a few different ladies or that I thought were worth just bringing up on on our talk tonight. And one of those that is just the feeling that, you know, I feel a little bit weird listening to other women's stories when, you know, they're not telling me personally. And um, like, how should I be, how should I feel about that, Laura? Like, it just feels a little weird to me. That's that, a great question. That I'm not in the room with you guys, and now I know these things about these women. And That's a heck of a question. I've actually never thought about that before. <laughs> so that's a really great question. Yeah, yeah. So that I've, I've heard that, I mean, and it expressed in a couple of different ways, but that's kind of the heart. Just I, it, I feel weird about it. Because of the intimacy. Yeah. So my first thought is one day you'll get – a turn, hopefully. Come um, on down. Everybody will be, you know, everybody on the other gets side. Them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, you know, we each person will hopefully, Lord willing, have a chance to share their story and, and be in the hot seat too. Let me ask you a question. Do you think God will have you podcasting in heaven? Because we're going to keep growing as a church, so we're always going to have new women. So you're just going to have, I just like the idea that you're like in, like <laughs> you're in the new heaven still podcasting. I don't know, honey. <laughs> okay. Know. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just one, one simple thought is, you know, we get a turn it. And I like what you said, you said intimacy. And that was another thought that I have. I was like, you know what? This is really strangely vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. I've had a couple of ladies after they're recorded, they sort of go like, take a deep breath. And they're like, oh, that was a lot. I just said way too much maybe I don't know yeah um but I just I was thinking about um you know maybe we we aren't vulnerable enough you know ultimately I think what women are sharing is encouraging mm-hmm. and like maybe we aren't encouraging enough maybe we're actually just not used to maybe we're just not used to it yet and then it won't feel so strange down the road a little bit more to actually be hearing these vulnerable parts where like Christ really is getting in there well so there's an interesting thing to think about uh, just to be a nerd is it's vulnerable to what? And so if you say, so if you say I'm vulnerable to what shame or am I like putting myself in a position where something, some kind of harm can come upon me. Right. What I, and so I think, wait, I'm, I'm so lost. So <laughs> I'm saying like, when we say vulnerable, it, it means that you're in a disadvantaged position in a certain, you're vulnerable to what, to what, to shame. Or are you vulnerable to like being misunderstood? Are you vulnerable to now people leveraging what they know about you for, you know, like what are, what are you yeah. vulnerable to? 
And so, so what I'm saying is maybe it's not even vulnerability. Maybe it's just freedom. And so, so what I'm saying is Christ frees us to be truthful Okay. and testimonies that are true are powerful because they're operating in the truth. There's no darkness. That means there's no lie in the person, you know, first John, like there's no lie you're, you're testifying in the light about the truth that is in you, about what the Lord has done in you, and you're you're walking it out. Mm-hmm. And it's a snapshot of wherever you're at at that particular point based on that conversation. And Jesus frees us to himself and his strength and his, his good news gospel, his identity that he rests upon us that we don't have to uphold to. We don't hold it up. He holds it over us like we're in him. Frees us to be truthful, which means it's intimate, but not even vulnerable okay. because there's there's no, um, uh, because in Christ there's nothing that can strip away his love and what he's already done for us, his forgiveness, his gotcha. identity, his riches. And so like, I think we're not used to walking in the, to- in the, the ordinary truthfulness of what he's doing in our life enough. I don't think, I, I think we're not accustomed to the, the. Um, you mean a, an awareness of his presence? Kind of I mean thing? like awareness of his presence and kind of like his anointing, his his um, uh, f- freedom that he won for us in, mm-hmm. uh, to himself, which means we're totally forgiven. We have the Holy Spirit, so uh, no weapon formed against us, right? Like there's nothing that can come against us at this point. We're his right. sons and daughters. So we can be intimate, which is to say we can be thoroughly truthful. And what that can do is bring people in into focus with each other relationally. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to worry about being hurt by that. So I think culturally people think about vulnerability and it's some kind of other badge that you have to earn. Like, how do I say it? Like, like, hey, I'm being vulnerable. There's a lot of value in that and I don't want you to tarnish it. And I'm not saying it doesn't feel uncomfortable. I'm just saying that maybe it's not even vulnerability. Maybe if we thought about it as, as a thoroughgoing truthfulness that happens because we're totally free in Christ mm-hmm. and we're knitted together and we are part of one body. And so, um, well, the question then becomes, is it okay to know stuff about one another? And I think you know? the only way we can pray for each other and praise the Lord for what he's doing is if we're both known and being known yeah. out of knowing the Lord. So the answer is absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not talking about gossip. We're talking about praising the Lord for the work he's done, uh, in, in our lives so that we are the fire of the, um, the, the fanning the flames of faith uh, get stoked up and, and uh, burn hot mm-hmm. as we realize that, oh, uh, I'm free. Yeah. So I don't have to have, people don't have to earn their way into knowing, knowing me because my life is not my own anymore. It's, it's, yeah. it's Christ who lives in me. And so like I'm submitted to him and he frees me to be truthful yeah. and humble about it and gracious and not needy about it. And so when you see humble, free, gracious, deep fellowship, it's powerful and intimately impactful. And that is different because there's no other place in the world where you see that. You see vulnerability. You go to a therapist and they're like, okay, I'm going to make you vulnerable. Or you go to, you know, someone makes a performance art piece and they might be a little bit vulnerable to the crowd because the crowd could say, hey, that was terrible. Yeah. That's what I mean by vulnerable. Like if I go and make a painting and I've never done it before and I try to show it, I'm vulnerable in that sense because I don't got any affirmation. Mm -hmm. And now I'm waiting for the affirmation. But in Christ, we've already been affirmed. Mm -hmm. It's eternal. It's fixed. And we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. So we're good to go. Mm -hmm. And now uh, the truthfulness of who we are and where we are as we're growing in that moment that we speak to one another, like on, on this podcast, is a powerful demonstration of the freedom Christ has given us that we can operate in all the time. Yeah. It's the new norm. Yeah, so here's a cool story then for you. Um, I'm trying to remember what day this is. I guess it doesn't matter. Sometime last week, though, I went to a um, book study, and I was not expecting this at all. I was very surprised by it, honestly, that so much of the conversation before the book study, when we we're just chatting, saying hey or whatever, and also during when we were discussing the book, so, so often... During our time together, um, ladies were bringing up things that other ladies had said on the podcast, and I was like totally wowed by it and so excited because it was like, do you remember, you know, when Susan said this or, you know, Tamila, do you remember when you said that? And it was just like, um, it was like a nearness of one another Mm -hmm. and like a consciousness of, yeah, God's presence and like the testimony. And it was like, it was, like I said, I don't know, there was like some 
like a life to it. And it was just kind of really exciting to hear. And because I feel that same too, same way, like I said before, I feel I have things that some of my sisters have said come to mind or things that thoughts that they've thought or ways that they were encouraged or, um, you know, ways that they're struggling. And then I'm encouraged by how they're like going to the Lord. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the Lord with that too. And um, yeah, so yeah, that was cool. And so I just wonder how many other ladies, oh, you know what? I was at the park a couple months ago and I overheard a conversation where people were referencing what people said on the podcast too and not as gossip like mm-hmm. you're saying but literally as encouragement like mm-hmm. to one another so um i think from what i've been hearing there's a sense where you know the concern about you know no one's sharing the ladies aren't sharing their story with me personally but in a way they kind of know that when they're coming yeah. on the podcast yeah. you know and that's even yeah. something so even those categories like they are personally sharing it in that they're a person and it's very personal in the way that they're sharing it mm-hmm you're just not in, inhabiting the same space with them. That's why I said, and I think when we first started this, it's like kind of like, a, it, it's similar to like the way a, uh, reading a, a thoughtful letter is yeah. from a person. Their personalness comes through. It's very intimate. It's mm-hmm. close. It's it's, it's a nearness. Yeah. And so you can sense a nearness. And then I think to the, the thoughtful concern that I, I think is a great question is like, what's odd about it is, and I think this is a fair, fair, fair thing to think through, and I have to think about it, is that the the nearness through the personal voice is there, but okay. the body the body's not there. They're not in the room with you, right? And that's a strange thing to have that much perceivable knowledge of someone in such an intimate format mm-hmm. without actually having all the normal worldly requirements for getting to know someone, which is kind of what I was trying to say before. Is like the yeah. Lord frees us so we don't have to put up barriers to each other. Right. So Jesus uh, fought to, to reorder everything, yeah. husbands and wives and children and neighbor. And so when they're all ordered around him, uh, he frees us to himself and we're actually able to testify and be truthful. Yeah. Well, you just triggered a thought in my mind and it's not fully realized, but the thought of, okay, so if we're hearing voices, you know, I think a lot of ways that women work, and I think we talked about this on the first episode, is our perceptions of one another. Mm-hmm. So there's a way too where we can look too much to the body of a person and decide, you know, can I get close to them? Can I know yeah. them? Because kind of like surface stuff. Because we yeah. look, you know, different from one mm-hmm. another and or, you know, seem to, yeah, uh, be a different way from one another. And here's another story. A lady told me, I listened to all the episodes, Laura, except for this one lady. And I saved her for last because I was like, I don't have anything in common with this lady. So I'm not as interested. Mm -hmm. So then I, she said she listened to that last lady that she wasn't interested in listening to as much. And she said she was wrong. Mm -hmm. She assumed she didn't have anything in common with her. And she said she had the most in common with that lady and she was excited about it, you know? Yeah. 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 Which is powerful. Like who, who hasn't done that? Like I, I like as a professor, like I will tell my students like, um, Hey, how many of you, uh, (laughs) how many of you thought you really were excited about someone? This really works well a second semester because they're first year students. How many of you are really excited? Yeah. Freshmen. How many of you are really excited about this person? And then now you can't stand them and, you know, your perceptions were completely not accordant. And then everybody, people raise their hands, start laughing. And I was like, well, how many of you actually thought you wouldn't get along with someone? And now that's the person that's like your best pal or, Mm -hmm. you know, to your surprise. And it's like, everybody raises their hand. I'm like, yeah, it's been that, it's like that way all the time. Our, Mm -hmm. that's where Jesus breaks in and he's like, bear with, be patient, long suffering. Like the spirit has to bear out fruit in us so that we can, uh, see each other in Christ for who he says that we are, mm-hmm. not who we think that they are. And so like, there's right. always, uh, or even that who we think we, we are, are yes. our own selves are a hundred percent. Yeah. Like we don't even see ourselves well, yeah. but he sees us. So if we go to him, like in his word and we, uh, think about even like just the structure of a church, the authority of pastors making decisions, uh, led by the spirit as real people, but, uh, God has given like this kind of beautiful um, sort of structure, like a roadmap to being the church. Mm-hmm. And we have to learn to trust him with each other. It's, you know, so it's not trust each other with him, it's trust him with each other. Right. So he mediates every relationship, including our relationship to ourself. Because in sin, we were estranged from ourselves. 
And then he's restoring us and he's restoring the image of God in us. And so like, there's a way where we can have like negative emotions Mm -hmm. that just flood. Like I, I'll say this. Go ahead. (laughs) I have um, predominantly a lot of uh, female students, Mm -hmm. you know, just that's the way university works. And I I asked like my class, I was like, how many of you struggle with like pervasive negative emotions? And everyone raises their hand. Oh, okay. Sorry. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100% (laughs) dominant negative emotions. And so it's like as many... How do you say this? So it's like it's, if you if you take a gift and you flip it on its head, it, it becomes the Achilles heel. Okay. And so um, how many times have you and I in our time back in the day being community group leaders, did we hear from a young lady in our uh, any number over and over again? And, and even we struggle with this, but just say, let's just say young ladies um, where they don't feel like they fit in. Oh, and they're yeah. Yeah, all the time. Oh my goodness. How do I fit in? How, do I, how do I fit in? How do I fit in? I don't see anyone like me. How do I fit in? And it's like all yeah. the while Jesus is sort of like. I mean, I understand that statement. Yes, you've been there. <laughs> I, I mean, personally, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar and, with it. Yeah. And this is a thing that um, historically from serving the church that women tend to feel. Mm-hmm. Men, men are a little bit different. Uh, men, are, men and women are different. It's unpopular to say, but it's true. So men and women are different. So women will tend to struggle with more negative emotion. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has made you for glorious things. Yeah. And so um, as you look to him to tell you who you are, you find his goodness bearing out in you. Mm-hmm. And he can, he can calm the storm of negative emotions. Mm-hmm. So, so thoughts can be negative and the emotions attached to them can be negative. Yeah. Or you can have great thoughts coming from the Holy Spirit and negative emotions will try to strip away what he's calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have an objective sense of truth, you can move in like, it could be with your husband, you know, or like with you with me, or it could be with the pastors. It could be a community group leader. It could be a brother. But it's like, if you move towards what is objective, you'll find your feelings will change. And then yeah. your, as your feelings change, your emotions will change too. And as your mind is renewed by the washing of the word. You'll or start repenting of them. I mean, for me, I, it was actually helpful when you started saying that to me. Mm-hmm. When you're like, Laura, you're prone to negative emotions. And then I could start to actually put words to it and recognize it. And I'm like, oh, man, I just was feeling. I yeah. thought I was yeah. just feeling. And yeah. I didn't realize, you know, that you that I have some element of control in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Lord, no, that's exactly right. And so then, then you realize that you can't get much bigger than the day you're in. Yeah. So we just need him for the day we're in. You've heard me say this a million times, but yeah. I ask the Lord to search me every morning and I wait on the Lord to reveal to me what, what I need to know for that day. Mm-hmm. And I pray early in the morning and I try to read, read my Bible. And I jokingly said this, like it's, it's like, uh, some days it's like, uh, getting a weather report. Hey, at three o'clock, you're going to be a little bit angry. And so you're going to go ahead and need to pray for that now and give that to me so I can take yeah. it from you. And then you need to expect that, uh, when the time comes, that you have the power through me by trusting me uh, for that storm to subside, that yeah. anger to subside. Or, you know, it could be like a random person that, that I feel bitterness toward all of a sudden. And yeah. it's like the Lord bringing that up out of my heart because I've asked him to search me because he's the only one that can. Um, and then he, and I pray about it for an hour or so. And I pray for that person. And not only is the bitterness gone, but the weight of whatever that was, is lifted. Yeah. And so, um, but I can't get too far down the road. I got to just start with the morning I'm in and I have to start with my feet hitting the ground. And you know, and when I don't do that, it is a different day. And so like when we talk about like negative, negative emotions, let's say you can't change tomorrow what you only can deal with today. Sure. You, you're speaking so much Jesus right now. <laughs> I've, I feel like even just him saying, just worry about today. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus's voice when he's, taught us how to pray he says pray for against temptation ahead of time mm-hmm. before you even get there you mm-hmm. know yeah so if we know so then if someone says well hey you're prone to negative emotions all of a sudden you're not a victim to a state of being that controlled is, by them yeah, yeah there's not a given yeah. actually it's it's the very thing that jesus died to uh restore you from mm-hmm. and to deliver you out of so that the uh the positive is uh, gloriously working as a as a godly woman in the service of others through the empowerment of the Lord, and like that diversity of ability to move between emotions is like makes a lot of sense when you're operating in the truth and submitted 
because you're dealing with ranges of people, ranges of children, mm -hmm. uh, ranges of uh, uh, job responsibility in your home, let's say, with just speaking from you in the home, sure. um, that's you're building culture in the home that will be a, as uh, I heard Andy Wilson say something like this, it will be a problem for people in the future because you're raising up uh, children that will become godly men and women that are going to be kicking uh, the enemy in the teeth for mm -hmm. Jesus. That is a serious work. So of course the enemy is going to attack your emotions. And of course mm -hmm. sin is going to bend you inward away from the things of God and away from the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. So when Jesus restores you, you've been given a lifeline in Christ to operate in, to access, to submit to. Mm -hmm. And um, that's real freedom, but, but it's not like, I think we think of like uh, obeying Jesus as like, hey, I got to go overseas and do mission strips. And it's like, it starts actually when you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's, that's awesome. But um, I struggle with just like making sure I can read my Bible, you know, like it's like, yeah. Lord, help me read my Bible today. What's interesting is that's something that um, occurred to me when I didn't have this thought until I was at the book study. And I, that in a lot of ways, that's the way my personality is. I I really need to hear from others and then my mind will start kicking into gear. I'm not, you know, I am a quieter person, but there's still a sense where I'm like an, um, what's that word? What's the word? Input person? Yeah, yeah. You're input person. Yeah, I'm an input person. So anyway, so I, I was at the um, book study and I started, we were talking about, or it occurred to me something like, if we want to share the gospel and we, you know, we set our minds on like, we want to be telling others about Christ, but then you always have been bringing up lately First John. But if we aren't even loving the church, what what in the world are we <laughs> inviting others into? Um, and then Jesus says himself, like, they will know me by your love for one another. And I was like, man, I feel so convicted that if I want to, you know, I get too big of like sharing the gospel, like I need to say the words to someone, but I'm like, the first step for me is I actually have to turn and have eyes and heart of love for my brothers and sisters. And that's something that I think I gloss over. I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know if I think seriously enough about it. I could just feel whatever I, way I want about my brothers and sisters, like as if it weren't a command of God yeah. to love yeah. my brothers it's and a love, sisters. It's a command and a diagnostic on the state of your heart. Yeah. So sometimes, or a lot of times I, I don't read God's word like commands, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that's going to be coming up a lot more in the podcast that, that we're going to become enlivened by the uh, Holy Spirit to God's commands, because uh, after all, those are the things that we'll be walking out, yeah, right? That's and that the ladies will be with. testifying to is their obedience yep. to God's commands yeah. um, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, a verse that I jotted down in like one of my notebooks for the podcast is Zechariah 4, 6, um, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And, um, and, and then on to 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it just says, clearly Paul's wrapping up his letter. He says, don't stifle the spirit and hold on to what is good. And those, um, I just think are verses that I think about for this podcast is that this is, um, if we're not sharing, we're actually stifling the spirit of God. You're, and you're missing, well, so, and it's like, amen, and the thing that's hitting me in my own walk is that you're missing the joy of the Lord through doing what he's kind of commanded you to do, because yeah. it's actually not, you know, the, the silly analogy I keep giving is, like, if there's five, you know, a door on a wall, and then there's two painted doors on the right and left side, and they look very real, so you, when your eyes look at them, they all look like the same possibility, but the command is to walk through the middle door. Right. But you keep walking into the, the two on the right and the left, and you b bump against it, and you keep going, well, it's so hard. I keep trying. Well, yeah, there's no freedom there because he didn't tell you to walk through those doors. He told you to walk through the center one. Right. That's where freedom is. And right. so when you walk through the door, it's an easy yoke. There's no burden. It's light because it's, it's where freedom is found. So, so trusting, faith is trusting in Christ with, um, and obeying his commands. Like obedience is actually freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Lord because you're not doing it to earn anything right. and the Holy Spirit's there to give you the power. And if you can't do it, then it's just a chance to confess it as sin, not, not as hiding behind it as an effort where there's some kind of self-righteousness that you're, you're still holding on to. And, uh, you know, it's challenging because, because we're sinners saved by grace through faith alone in Christ alone, but he's so good. He will help you do it. Otherwise he would be, he would be, um, 
<laughs> he wouldn't be a loving God if, if you couldn't do it in him by his complete work and comfort of the Holy Spirit and his loving commands. Mm-hmm. You know, they're loving. It's like, hey, child, this is where freedom is found. Walk, walk with me. Take up your cross daily and follow me. It'll be good because I'm good. So I just want to clarify real quick. So we have been mentioning negative emotions. And then my as I'm listening to you talk, what's going through in, in my mind is like, okay, what are examples of these negative emotions oh, <laughs> that wow. can be temptations? So for one yeah. that pops in my mind, and I did have a lady share with me, like I felt jealous of some of these other ladies, you know, circumstances. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, what a I guess envy is the only one. I don't know. Well, let's Bitter, do this. Annoyance. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so, so bitterness, uh, resentment, impatience, envy. Envy is a big one. Our society is pure. Is such an envious society in general. Yeah. Um, and I could go. I mean, we have great sermons. That, you know, from gifted teachers that really show that. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a ton of sermons that you can go back and listen to and really get a good picture of the way sin just wreaks havoc in our society. But maybe just like Galatians 5 is, you know, it's the fruit, it's the fruit of the spirit. And then yeah. it doesn't say it this way, but you could kind of say it's the fruit of the flesh. Oh, you mean like make a list of the opposites? Yeah. So the yeah. fruit of the flesh is listed there in a sense. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say fruit of the flesh, but it's like it. It's like, you know, qu- uh, uh, temperamental, uh, quick to anger, like envious, strife, mm-hmm. enmity. Like there's all of hate. these hate. Like if you go, I mean, there's specific ones in the Galatians 5. but And so you get a real concrete diagnostic like if this is what comes out of you that is of the flesh repent such as romans 8 repent set your mind on the things of the spirit which has to do with the bible well another one that i'll add i'll just throw me under the bus is like jumping to conclusions or just uh too fast making up my mind yeah so what does the scripture say about that quick to listen slow to speak and so some of us have spoken in our minds before the conversation has ever happened. Mm-hmm. We assume, so one big one that I think a lot of folks struggle with actually just across the board is assuming as if they were the Holy Spirit, what someone else is thinking or doing. Yeah. And if you're overly assuming that, then you are jumping into the Lord's seat, which you can't occupy. That's We can't bear the knowledge of good and evil. We're not God. And you are quenching the spirit because you're not even giving God a chance to show what he's doing in the life of that person because you've assumed too much control and knowledge that you don't possess. Mm-hmm. Does, that make, does that make sense? So it's like, so quick to listen, slow to speak. And I think, um, and, uh, and so what happens is when you're wrong because you were you know, quick to speak, slow to listen, then it, it invites the temptation of self-justification. A double and down. Now yeah. I got to double down and, and prove my rightness and insist that there was X, Y, and Z. And that complicates problems in the in the wrong direction. Yeah, the beauty is Christ just says repent, and we're so free to do it that you don't got to grovel, you don't got to like it's not penance or whatever. You don't got to lash yourself. It's just like I'm sorry, mm-hmm. forgive me, Lord. And His abounding freedom is on you so much so that actually, like those are the best opportunities to know the intimacy that the Lord provides. It's like where you're your weakest, He is strong. Yeah confess it and you'll you'll receive such wonderful ministering healing and actually it's like typically it's convicting for the other person too because then you're like that kind of humility and recognition is honoring to christ so much yeah you know it's moving well i i think it took i i imagine it took courage for that person to tell me that how they felt Um, they also proceeded to tell me that they were working through it actually was very beneficial to them Mm -hmm. And, but I, I just can't imagine that there's not any woman who doesn't feel jealous at some point. So, yeah, envy. I know, mean, look at the world yeah. we live in. It peddles flesh, it peddles the way you look. Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? And so, like, having a clear picture of, of what we are is uh, all of us, but in the context of women, that Satan attacks, Satan attacks at the core of what God intends yeah. for men and women. And so he wants to distort that in every possible mm-hmm. possible way. And powers and principalities, we deal not with the flesh, but mm-hmm. in powers and principalities. And so where does Ephesians take us? It's like you got to put on the, the armor of Christ, and then it's like, and stand there, you know? And, <laughs> and, and then Jesus is like victorious over uh, the powers and principalities and, and, and the evil in the heavenly places, Ephesians says. So this is Thanks a way, God. yeah, that's a weird one. It's a way bigger thing than, than what we're thinking about. 
flesh peddling powers and principalities are always going to prey on our weaknesses mm-hmm. and and our our wandering hearts pridefully wants something other than Christ and the old man in us always wants to drag us away from the home that the Lord's uh, brought us into the family he's brought us into and the goodness of the Lord it's like it's like Satan always did, did the Lord really say that is always the temptation before us and the other one is that accusation is um, is satanic the accuser is Satan. He's always an accuser. Yeah. And so as we become accusatory as Christians, just in Christians in general across the board, like you're operating in ways that are not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so if your heart, if, so let's say your heart always has a justification, it's for anybody, and uh, certainly been there for me in the past, um, a justific- justifying heart and an accusatory heart. Like you kind of always have to find what's wrong with people. That's not something you can change by mind or muscle. You right. can't muscle that away. Because you have to see it as a uh, a reflex of the heart, so that's going to require prayer. You're going to have to go ahead and do pray for the Lord to do some deep dive, and you're going to have to confess it as sin, and you're going to have to ask the Lord to search you, preach the gospel over you, have your spouse, your friends, continue to have pastors preach for you, community group, but but like go to God through His people mm-hmm. and His Word, and ask Him to change you on that. But if you don't see it as something that He has to change, you'll think it's something you can. Mm-hmm. And that's not our role. Our role is to obey him as he changes us. You know what I mean? It's like when the doctor says, hey, take a breath. We obey him and we breathe. Mm-hmm. So the Lord calls us to a, an obedience and he's loving. He'll, he, he's the one that can search it and deal with the root cause. And so I think a lot of times um, we don't want to surrender and admit that we're sinners at that level. Well, I think the Bible speaks to this in James. The reason why well, Christians or people can or accuse is to get the attention off ourselves. And sure. then Jesus's remedy is, you know, it, you want to accuse so you can get the attention off yourself, but that's only going to work for so long because at the end of the day, I'm the judge. Yeah. And um, and if you're his child, he loves <laughs> you. So he's like, I ain't letting you stay in that, that, that filth. Yeah. I, I love you too much. I'm not going to let you go. Yeah. And it's going to, you know, and it's hard. I mean, like, gosh, anything I'm saying, I've, I've, I've yeah. done. Oh, you know, yeah. Guilty, James guilty, guilty. did a number on <clears throat> me last year. Um, something that I was just thinking of is, like, I purposely prayed for the words that I would say at the end of the podcast. And if you listen all the way through, the, the last thing that I say is let's yield to him and grow where we're planted. And that yield word I thought about a lot. Um, before I chose it and it was on purpose and it's just sort of like um, a folding down like bowing before the Lord Mm -hmm. but then also like you know availing Mm -hmm. yourself to him and I just think that's like um, (laughs) something that I talk about a lot on the podcast is kind of like well what what are you aiming for what do you want to be like is the way that you're living now actually going to get you there or me I like to put it in a personal language is the way I'm living now going to get me there and so if I really want to be a woman of God am I that mm-hmm. yielding gentle woman that doesn't have anything to prove or anything to protect but you know is is free in Christ and um so I don't know something else I was thinking about as we were talking was that it's not necessarily like a a have have not situation it's more like a have have like we have Jesus, Our sis- the sister that we're listening to has Jesus. Like He's given himself fully to each one of us. He just planted us in a different place with different responsibilities. And it's his pleasure to do that and his, um, his choice. Who am I to say um, is something that I've been thinking about. Um, it's kind of like, who am I to say because the Lord has already said definitively. Like his, his authoritative word is definitive and, and unchanging. So who am I to say? Because he has already said, he's already spoken it. Yeah. And now it's just a question of, do I believe it? And will I submit, you know, will I submit to it? Um, so we should probably start wrapping up, but do you have any kind of final thoughts before? I just wanted to say a couple of testimony things that people have shared with me, but yeah, oh, no, I, I was, it's fun to, fun to sit and talk. I think, I think, um, you know, I've just been excited to see so much joy in people like guys and gals, like everybody, yeah. you know, and, uh, but also I just love our church and I think God's doing an incredible thing in our church and I was just praising God uh, talking to someone about how like for like two years now or something we have new members added every member meeting or wait what do you call it we, remnant, <laughs> one. remnant one yeah so every remnant one we add we always add new people mm-hmm. and it's like so yeah, we, you were talking to someone that fellowships at a different church yeah so there's two things there's ways that we're always adding people we're always 
having children and we're yeah. always adding new members. <laughs> and that is a strong picture. Jesus builds his church. Mm-hmm. If you want to know if Jesus is alive and at work in our church, just look at the children coming in and look at all the people adding uh, to our numbers daily. And it's undeniable that Jesus is building his church. And so like, let's be optimistic, jubilant, celebratory, like underneath. I think I heard uh, Doug Wilson or someone talk about how like underneath everything should be this kind of overwhelming, almost, I mean, just ridiculous joy, laughter. Mm. underneath the sorrow, the suffering, everything, there should be laughter because Jesus saved us. Mm. We are his. It is unshakable. It is done. Like he completed it. Like uh, no weapon formed against us. The gates of hell will not prevail. Like all of those things are true. Like read read through First John for like a picture of how to be and how to practice, but then go back and just look at Jesus in, in the book of John and, 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 and just like read through the gospels just one more time and just say, just pray for the Lord to uh, put high def on Jesus. It really happened. He really did it all. Yeah. In his well, words. That's why when you talk about joy, the under thing undergirding us should be a song. Yeah. Always right. Yeah, that victory song. And so if you don't, if you know, and I've not had that all the time. So I, yeah. confessionally, so it's not like, uh, it's like I know what it's like to despair, to be depressed, to be anxious, to have, I mean, I've had the worst thoughts. I've had the w- most negative thoughts, the most prideful thoughts. I've, I've been beholden to, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts at times in my life. And like, even as a Christian and, and uh, dark, dark, dark nights of the soul, but the objectivity of Jesus, the fact that he did it independent of my feelings and my emotions has allowed me to cling to the anchor, the rock, the truth yeah. in spite of myself. That's when I find his goodness just um, covering so many things that I otherwise cannot change about myself. And I have not seen victory over apart from him. And like, that kind of joy, um, like don't be envious of other people's joy. Just ask God get for it, it. Get get excited and ask the Lord, where do I need to repent some more joy? It's like this. If you got a house and you got furniture, right? Well, when you remove the furniture, you got more space. So imagine you got old furniture that's a stank old, old man fur- sin furniture. Mm-hmm. So um, the Lord wants to give you joy furniture, but you yeah. got you to gotta get rid of the old couch. So he can give you the new joy couch. Okay, well, here's my anal- or my story. I'm thinking of that classic tale of um, heaven and hell where there's like a, a dinner table and you've got long spoons. And in yeah. hell, you know, everyone's emaciated. And in heaven... Because they can't feed themselves. Yeah. Well, the point of that is <laughs> the only way to get fed is to, you, here's that word again, yield. You have to open your mouth to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't you know, do yeah, it for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about it that way before, but you actually can't go like, no, I want to do it myself. I'm going to figure it out on my yeah, own. Yeah. It, there, it's not going to yeah, work. Yeah. So you, you yield to him and he, he supplies you with this, the furniture, the, and the meal and the nu- nutrient, the new, nu- not children, but the nutrients, <laughs> the you give me no nutrients. <laughs> he gives you the nutrients, but like, but like, so your role is not to try to clean your couch up and make it look good mm-hmm. and then call it fruit and call it life in Jesus. It's like, no, no, no. Clean my house, Lord. And here's the thing. Fill it with your life. Because mm-hmm. I know what happens uh, in the scriptures when you can have a clean house and a demons get kicked out. But if you don't fill it with the Lord, the demons come back with more, right? Like, yeah. So like we, we have a chance to have abounding joy uh, in the Lord that grounds everything. And if you feel envious, don't look to justify it. Look to repent of it. Mm-hmm. If you feel angry, don't look to justify it. Repent of it. If you look for uh, slander or gossip or comparison, don't look to justify it. Look to repent of it. Yeah. And in order to do that, look to Jesus and ask him to search you and remove it. So offer it up to him. Lord, I'm thinking about this person today, and I can't stop. And now I'm feeling grouchy and bitter towards them, and I don't even know why. They didn't do anything. Please take it away. Don't just do it once. Pray it until it's gone. If it takes you two hours, do that. Through your day, doing dishes driving in the car, walking down the street, cooking breakfast, whatever it is, do that. And he will take it away. And if he gives you an hour to deal with him, what a blessing. You get to sit with the God of the universe for an hour as he performs loving surgery and he removes a burden from you. Yeah. And you, you can't know it's a removal of a burden unless you know the weight of the burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Anyhow, I've been living that. It's beautiful. I can't go back. I don't. I beg God to not let me <laughs> not let me go back because I know my heart is yeah. pretty busted. So, in some ways, the podcast too is an answer to one of my personal prayers because I made up this funny little saying. I realized I was um, part of the kingdom of complaint because I guess complaining would be another negative emotion. Oh yeah. And so then I. I was like, what would the reverse be? To be ruled by gratitude. And so this podcast for me is a discipline and gratitude. And you're talking about joy. And I'm like, okay, what am I pointing myself towards um, and and experiencing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to experience the good things of the Lord and not them be abstract. Like, you know, the that song goes like, this is my story. This is my song. Like that my mm-hmm. And I think that as we're doing the things that we're talking about and like praying for that unity with our sisters, like their story is begins to be woven into ours. Mm -hmm. And it's because now if, okay, so if you go back to their origin story, which is the soil section, and then what God is like worked up into this current moment, like hopefully you're in the person listening or or whatever is in their current moment with yeah, that wherever lady that is. wherever yeah, yeah, that is like yeah. we're actually in the current moment with with each other yeah. like this is actually what's happening yeah. real time um because real time is the only time we actually got and then we got we get the going forward part mm-hmm. you know story's not done mm-hmm. and but it's ours and like i love that you brought up the children because um i mentioned the podcast before my daughter listens um, my older one lis- listens faithfully to it. My other one will listen to it if it's like in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had like another mom text me last week of her son listening to her her story on the podcast. And she's just like, God is so good. Like she's just totally overwhelmed by her son mm-hmm. sharing in her story. Yeah. So just the testimonies to the kids and that, you know, kids can someday listen mm-hmm. to their, oh, yeah. we to their mom's stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my kids love to hear stories about us. Oh yep. my gosh, you can't tell them enough. They're like, you you want to know your parents, and you can't know them enough that you still don't want to know them more. Mm. That's true of us. Oh, yeah. And if the Lord's continuing to work in us, there's always new stories to tell. There's yeah. always a new chapter until He takes us home, and then we're a part of the final chapter together. Yeah. And what a glorious culmination that is, um, and that we get to get taken up in heaven as we wait to come down with Him for a new heavenly earth. Like, what a glorious picture. And so until then. All these stories converge in satisfaction in Christ as our King and Lord and Savior in the best possible way. So we know where our stories are headed. So if we lean into it, it's like it's like a incredible. What's neat about this the podcast too is you talked about it as a letter to yourself, but it's even better than that. It's like your own voice. You know, I Mm -hmm. I never heard my mom's voice. Yeah, I never got. I never heard. I don't remember it. I have no idea. You know, she died when I was. Three and even then, I wasn't around her after I was born because she the was sick. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, just the preciousness of. Don't you ever look at a photograph of a person from the past and just know that if their voice was there, like how enlivened they'd be? It'd be like yeah, it would totally for different sure. than you know that still image. Yeah. So there's something too, yeah, about the. the that's person's a great voice. point. Yeah, that's a great point. So thank you for your idea again and nudging me forward and all these other ladies in a way to Thank do you this. for uh, many nights where you wake up and I come downstairs and you're like writing something or, I, <laughs> or you're like tired in the morning. I'm like, why are you tired? And you're like, because I was up writing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, so I just really want to quickly say a few testimonies. Uh, a, a prayer is that at the end of this season, which will be 31 ladies, is that I can have an, an episode of... Um, the only thing I could think of is to call them blooms, like the, you know, the flower at the top. And I'm asking y'all to please send me voice memos of just ways that the podcast has Im- impacted you. And I'd like to just string those together. So uh, maybe about five ladies have done that so far, and I would love to get some more. So please um, get my number from somebody or whatever and just send me a memo. I'm not actually listening to them. I'm just going to string them together and be as surprised as anyone at, at and if you don't are. do it I'm going to be doing some fake ones <laughs> like I just want to say that I love the podcast and it made me you cry a lot you don't have to say it like that <laughs> well, I'm trying to think about like what I would sound like as a woman that's all what I Ryan oh, I just want to say okay yeah because so, I'm you know I'm 40 I'm 47 years old 
anyway, all, all that to say, um, yeah, that's one of the things that has been happening is the podcast has definitely been making a lot of women cry. Um, what else? I cry whenever Misty's song comes on, um, and then when Mike claps guitaring in there, and oh, yeah. the um, family room st- song crafting is all so beautiful and exquisite that I just start crying when the podcast starts. So then I can't even listen to the talk, yeah, because I'm all laid out in tears. Yeah, I definitely get feedback <laughs> every week. It's kind of fun. I have yeah. a few people, you know who you are, who listen immediately when the yes. podcast drops on Heck Tuesday, yes. and will message me after Heck or whatever. Yes. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite things is just the creativity with the podcast. So I've had someone say that like uh, a lady came on and said her husband shared it with her, his coworker ladies, Mm because he thought they should hear, he's like, you want to hear my wife's story? And then implicit, you know, in that is you want to hear how my wife has followed Jesus and like Mm -hmm. used it as just a, a way that has impacted people I've had. Um, yeah, families being drawn closer together because they didn't know certain things about the person. Um, I've had stories about how that someone has used their own podcast to share it with someone who's not currently a follower of Jesus yet and um, that it's had a really great impact. Um, there's someone said someone's changed their mind about Jesus through listening to the podcast and like confession has happened through the podcast, like conviction has happened, followed by like repentance and freedom in areas. And so, you, so you'd say more like the podcast has provoked uh, these things in people. In yeah, response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. said I've found like accountability through the podcast because I'm, yeah, as I'm sharing these things with my sisters, I feel accountable, and so now I'm actually stepping more and more in the ways of Jesus because I've said some things out loud. Like it's amazing for me when I say something out loud what that like clicks in my brain sometimes but well a lot of times we live in our in an internal a very rich internal world that's not externalized enough yeah I would say that if you said like the podcast is kind of a provoker of awareness that is like eliciting and allowing people to respond what we're united in is that God's goodness is at work uh, through the gospel as Christ is our Lord and the spirit is applying and the scriptures and teaching us and, and God is, uh, Jesus is like leading us and he's our Lord and savior. And so like we have everything in common in him and the diversity only serves to show the unity. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, how, how is it that all these people could actually be sisters? Oh, only yeah, the Lord the Jesus, best. only the Lord Jesus. That's the best. And then maybe one last question I have is oh, what? Taco Bell or Wendy's. Oh, I can't. Oh, <laughs> Enchirito. No, stop. Or nacho. Okay. I got to go. Come on. You got to answer it. Taco Bell or Wendy's. Go. Oh, you know me. It's, I have to know. Okay. Come on. Just try. I'm all about the sweet thing. So I want a frosty and a hard shell taco. Yes. I think that's perfect. You did. This is why I married you. Okay. You just, it's going to make me cry. You took (laughs) one from one and one from the other and you made a new thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm so fired up right now. We're going to go to Taco Bell and get a frosty from Wendy's. Okay. I've never done that, and I'm so excited right now. Hold on. I forgot to mention one thing that I actually did. Don't cut what we just talked about Determined to say. (laughs) I totally could edit it. You don't edit that out. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to just quickly say, to wrap this up, um, why a podcast? And I actually, I promise you, in case, you know, anyone also had a concern of like, gosh, a, a podcast is so public, and, you know, anyone can listen to it. And, you know, you have an Instagram for a whole home and it's not private and just feels so public. And I promise I wrestled with that so much. It was not easy. I had to like agonize. A lot of friends helped you. Might be a little better of a word. And I did. um, I definitely prayed about it and I wasn't sure. And so that question, it was weird because I'm like, I can't control it. And so I definitely talked to certain people that I thought would give me different perspectives to consider and pray about. And I'll just share one of them really quickly. Um, One lady that I talked to said, I hear what you're saying. And she offered some, you know, wisdom about both angles, like making, you know, it totally private and um, the podcast and, and the Instagram account and so on and so forth. And she said, but at the same time, Laura, there is a power to the taste and see element. So it, you might um, be cutting off what God wants to do by letting, you know, 
a watching world, anyone who, mm-hmm. who's, you know, not necessarily a part of Remnant Church, but taste and see what what the goodness of this body is sort of like that that verse I was talking about. They will know me by your love for one another. And mm-hmm. I, I really pray that this podcast evidences that reality that we love one another. And um so yeah, so it's like I it's, did, hi- it's like it's like a heightened of that. You know, I what did I mean? wrestle yeah. with it, and I still feel a little weird about it sometimes. But ultimately, already, I, I think um, that lady was right, and I've seen the taste and see. And like I mentioned before, there's actually been when <laughs> Ryan just dropped his mic. <laughs> He's making funny faces. He dropped the mic literally. I forget what I was saying, but anyway. So yes, the, the taste and see has happened. And I guess I just can't control, control that, control the love. Anyway. Yeah. Keep, keep being a church. Keep doing all the things the church is supposed to do. Keep doing with more joy. And, and then, and then all the ladies come on the podcast and then do more stuff too. All right. More baked goods, more parties, more testimonies, all the stuff. Right? Are you hungry? I'm so hungry. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. And thanks for having me on again, Laura. I love you. Yeah. And. When this drops, I'll be 40 years old. Woo! Boom! Okay. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, So let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.